Hey there, Danny with Right Foot Down. I messed up this ad read so many times because I really want to tell you about Track Monkey Apparel. They make great quality, enthusiast shirts along with hats, stickers, watches, patches, you name it. A couple of my personal favorites are their Life is Better at the Track tee and their One Track Mind tee. You should really check them out and see for yourself. Their products are great for you or the gearhead in your life. Visit trackmonkeyapparel.com. You're listening to the Untitled Car Show in partnership with RightFootDown.com. Visit RightFootDown for your daily automotive fix. If you enjoyed today's program, please tell a friend. It's the best way to support this show. If you want to visit the archives, go to YouTube and search for Untitled Car Show. That'll bring you to the archived episodes. If you want to follow the show, just search for Untitled Car Show on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can always send an email to the show at untitledcarshow at rightfootdown.com. We're so glad you decided to spend the next hour or so with us. Without further ado, let's get into today's program. Recorder. There we go. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us on today's show. I'm your host, Ike. Today we are joined by um, YouTube sensation. I'm going to go with sensation, Austin of Austin's Garage. He um, has a plethora of videos about his wonderful fleet of absolutely cheap and wonderful cars. So, Austin, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. So, let's just get off with the first thing first. So, I think what you're most famous for is the uh, Yugo. Do you think that's a fair yeah. assessment? Yeah. I, I think that's a very fair assessment. Um, it, it gets quite a lot of attention online and in person. Mm-hmm. And you're not afraid. So you're based out of Atlanta at the moment, and you're not afraid of driving that thing crazy distances because you took that all the way up to Philly and uh, you – let Doug well, DeMuro drive actually, it around. Yeah. Doug actually um, came down to Atlanta for that shoot. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he, he drove, right? He drove um, the Jaguar he did a video on. He was actually driving that. He got that from Turo. He drove that um, right to right to my house, um, knocked on my door. And um, it's a funny story. I was actually um, bent over the toilet. I had gotten food poisoning the day before. So during the whole test drive and the whole interview i'm literally throwing up like it's it it was a very fun inter very fun shoot but it was a terrible time for me <laughs> i could have just been doug he has that effect on people i've been told so <laughs> so doug came down and you're, he's driving around with the yugo that has to be kind of surreal how did you did you just offer it up to doug is that why he came down so um I got it actually about a year ago, like this week, and um, about a month after getting it, I emailed him and said, hey, look, I got this car. I really didn't know what it was at the time. I knew it was weird. I knew it was bad. I just didn't know what it was. So I emailed him because I had been watching him for a while and said, hey, um, do you know any information about it? Do you have any anything um, that you, know, you find interesting? He um, emailed back and said, no, I don't know anything about it, but if I'm ever in Atlanta, can I stop by and make a video of it? <laughs> he sent me an email 
want to be in a couple months. Can I stop by? <laughs> and the rest, the rest is history. Mm -hmm. So then you got Doug driving around your Yugo, and then if that's not enough, like, you know, people on the village tricycle, as it were, uh, you took it down to uh, Freddy Hernandez, friend of the show, Travaris, right? Yep, um, I, I took it down to Tavares. He, um, great dude. He's he's a real cool, real cool guy. Um, I tweeted him one day and said, "Hey, I, I got a Yugo. You want to drive it? I'm going to be down in Orlando this weekend, or you know, this. I'm going to be down in Florida around, around this time." And said he said, "Sure, stop by." And we went down and made a couple of videos. And this begs the obvious question of whose YouTube are you going to show up on next besides your own? Man, it, I, I have a couple wish lists. Um, if I could get on Hoovy's garage, um, that, that that'd be a huge thing. I, I love Hoovy. He's quirky and he's weird. You know, quirky as to put it in Doug's lingo. Um, and then there's a guy. Um, he lives in Georgia. He's um, Mike Finnegan from the Ro from Roadkill. Oh. Um, he he has his own YouTube channel called Finnegan's Garage, and he's in Atlanta. And I'd love to go hang out with him. Or he's a I don't know if he's in Atlanta, but I know he's in Georgia. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to go hang out with him. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, I don't know. I'll, I'll see if we can put in a good word because we've had both on the show. I don't know if you're aware. So maybe we can uh, put a good word in for you. So but yeah. de definitely. <laughs> I, I just um, I just put in my submission for Hoobie's, um his car giveaway. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully <laughs> he'll choose mine. I, I told him at the end of the video. Hey, choose me. You can come down and you can drive. You can drive a Yugo. It's a pretty unique experience. Yeah. So let's let's get into that exactly. So we kind of I I, I don't know quite where to start with you because you have such a interesting collection of cars. So um, besides the Yugo, what else is in your fleet? All right. So I have um I have my '86 Yugo GV. Mm -hmm. Um. And then I have an '88 Yugo GV. That's um, my that's my parts car, which I'm currently disassembling and putting every piece on the shelf because you have to have extra parts for a Yugo. And then I have my $125 um, Jeep DJ5. I have my 314,000 mile 2000 Silverado. And then I have my 2004 Volkswagen Passat. And, and so. It's it's, it's a small fleet, you know, of five cars, but it's it's ever-growing. Mm -hmm. Well, you say small fleet. Most people go, well, you know, your typical person only has two, maybe three cars max. So, and much less a car that's just being cannibalized so another car can run. So, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, and, and typically for my age, most people don't have, um, most, most people my age don't have um, cars like this. Which um, is crazy because it's not. I mean, not as an offense. You have a what is it three hundred thousand miles on the pickup truck? Yep. Uh, and you have you know two weird Yugos and you know to Passat. I think it's the most normal car, but obviously that's going to be the worst car you own because that's how that goes. So you know it's it's not your co collection of like. I'm, I'm doing air quotes here, and we'll see how well that comes across the podcast. But like sought after vehicles it's more of like a quirky is a good way to put it you have a quirky fleet so yes so um i i've always been drawn to things that are weird things that 
you know people don't go looking for like like I'll, I search Craigslist all the time. Uh, you know, I found I found the Yugo on Craigslist, and the guy was asking thirteen for it, and I said I'll give you. A... So I uh, I offered the guy a thousand dollars, and he he said no, he couldn't take less than thirteen, and I, I gave up on it. You know, I didn't really know anything about the car. I just saw it and knew I had to have it. And after that, he I waited about a month, and he emailed me back and said, "All right, I'll take that thousand dollars because who else was going to buy a Yugo, right?" Yeah. So. And I said, you know, I at the at the time I didn't have the money to buy the car. I didn't even. It was, it was either buy the car or pay rent. And um, and it turns out I I had sold a piece of stereo equipment um through work a like an hour beforehand. And I asked the guy, all right, where you're where are you at? I can um I can take a look at it. He was five minutes away from me, so I I I considered that a sign, and I went and bought the car with money I didn't have, and you know. And brought it home. My, my fiance about killed me. No, she had no. She just saw this yellow car that at the at the time, you know, the cl- it, the clutch cable was um was bad in it, so I, I I could barely get into gear. It was overheating, and you know, all, all of it was simple fixes. But you know, I'm like, she's like, how much did you pay for? It? I'm like, a thousand. She's like, you didn't, you didn't, and luckily she's a bit more on board now that I've accumulated more cars. So, <laughs> which is not typically how that goes. Let me just warn you about that. It's not typically you just get more. Maybe it's like the um, equivalent of, you know, cats for like the people listening. Like, if your fiance just showed up with like a random sick old cat, and then they just showed up with more, your typical reaction wouldn't be. Yeah, okay, I get it. It would typically be like, why are you bringing home so many sick cats? So, That being said, <laughs> we found a dog on the side of the road yesterday, and he's now, his name is George. <laughs> he's ours now. Uh, so, you, you have a, you, you have a ability to uh, collect the unloved things and give them the love they deserve, I guess, is the uh, running theme through there. So, yeah, that, that, that's fair to say. So why, I mean, let, let's take it back to when you were, like, really young. Like, how did you first, like, really get into cars? Because there has to be a through line between getting into cars and quirky cars. So Right, so there's um, there's kind of, like, two points in my life where I was into, where they got me into cars. I've always been interested in them. My first memory is of my dad, 1967, Delmont 88. Um, a lot of people don't know what that is, and um, I tell them, you remember when Ted Kennedy drove that car into the river and killed the girl? And they say, yeah. And I say he was driving a Delmont 88. Um, and then they say, oh, yeah, that car. Um, but it's this beautiful fire fire engine red, all original, 48,000-mile car. Um, he bought when he was 18 out of Lady Jard for $200. And um, my first memory is of that car. And that's kind of what introduced me into cars. And then as I grew up, there was sports and just a lot of different things and I kind of grew away from them and then fast forward to a couple years out of high school I got a job as a car salesman up in Charlotte and I was around cars 24 hours a day seven days a week and then when I quit there was this big I, I missed them there was this big hole that needed to be filled and I filled that with Yugos and Jeeps and you know it caught probably really bad investment yeah I mean Probably not the best ones. Although, to be fair, I don't think, 
I think the Yugos probably bottomed out in value. I don't think that there's it could be worth any less than it's worth right now. So maybe collectible in a few years. I mean, and, and for one hundred and twenty-five dollars, my Jeep can only go up. Yeah, and, and that's one of those things where I was kind of like, you know, drawn into your thing because the Yugo brings you in, but then the collection of cars you get for I'm going to just call it, you know, ridiculously cheap. Like you have a travel trailer you got for basically free. Like, yep, my uh, 1967 Avion travel trailer. Yeah. Um, you, and it's, the Jeep um, I, was, I got that for. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go on, yep. go on, go on. I, I got the travel trailer for basically free. Yeah. Um, from like the like this is terrible. The whitest trash people I've ever met. Now I, I'm I'm from a place in the middle of the boonies, and I mean it's like these people were literally shooting up as uh, as they signed the papers over to me. <laughs> um, but I got it for basically free, and then um, you know it. I'm just good at finding things for really cheap. Well, you know, I guess part of that is rural Georgia, probably not a lot of people um, of uh, the same means as the people around where I'm at, where it's like, I'll give you a Volvo, but I want $2,000 for it because that's what it's really worth, even though it doesn't run or drive. Like, that's kind of the crazy shit I'm dealing with. So um, maybe there's that part of it, which... I mean, it, it could be like I'm I'm in Atlanta. Basically, I'm you know probably thirty minutes out from Atlanta. Okay, um, so not the not really the boonies. So no, it, it's not. It's like um, I mean, I I live right next to a thousand acres of basically farmland where I go four wheeling and stuff, take the jeep out. And but it, I mean, so it, it is kind of like the boonies, but it's also I'm thirty minutes away from Atlanta, one of the best Craigslist in the country. Yeah. That, and that, that's what I heavy, heavily rely on for all of my parts because I never buy anything new. So, <laughs> I mean, you got this crazy fleet. You you do little mods to it. I mean, for the people listening who are like, what is the channel about? It's it's cheap stuff. Like, it's, to give an idea of, like, kind of the philosophy, not to put words in your mouth, of kind of what I've gone about, like, Roadkill is doing the right thing the wrong way your mantra seems to be doing it just so it works and is kind of cool like it's this is the bare minimum yeah. you need to enjoy cars like if someone wants to know yeah. how you get into like you can't get into cars like, cars are super expensive it's like this is 125 dollars and it's got like a what the jeep you did an exhaust mod to for basically nothing yeah, like I um I, I trade like I put a brand new exhaust on the Yugo. I got a brand new exhaust, you know, m muffler and exhaust system for the Jeep, and I end up just straight piping it. But like the the way the way I look at it is, anybody can go out and get financed and buy, you know, a fifty thousand dollar car, hundred thousand dollar car. You know, it it and there's plenty of YouTubers making you know videos on that. Like going to Motor Trend, everything's you know. The Viper is goes from zero to sixty in two point three seconds, and it's so cool. And you know, where there's not as many people saying, "Hey, look, you know, I, I got this car for nothing, and I'm going to make it, you know, cooler for <laughs> almost nothing." Yeah, and I, I don't know. I think that's part of the reason why I've gravitated to your channels and other channels like it, where it's this, it's this wonderful trend of. Um, 
And again, I've warned you about this. Is we just go immediately off topic here? We actually stayed on longer than I thought here. Of like, I, I don't know if you've seen it. Like, you have, Atlanta has a fairly good car scene when it comes to like hypercars and supercars and all that stuff, yeah. and they pull up to cars and coffee. But I've seen this new kind of appreciation of like almost. I don't know what to quite call like the cars now because they're not rat rods, but they're not derelicts. They're not really. They're kind of their own thing of like this like kind of cheap car culture that's kind of like become in vogue as of late, and it, it's kind of a wonderful place to be. So, um, well, see, there's this car show called um, Caffeine and Octane in Atlanta. It's the largest month month car show in the country. I'll take my Yugo out there occasionally if I. You know, I'm ballsy enough to drive it on the interstates, and um, I'll take it up there, and it gets so much love. Like there, that I, I parked it next to the, um, the wasn't the McLaren P1, isn't that a thing? Um, yeah. The huge, the million dollar hypercar, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it was parked next to that. And there were more people taking pictures of the Yugo than there were of the P1. <laughs> like people come up, is that a Yugo? I haven't seen one of those since. What, 93? You know, and then there's the stupid jokes. Like, you know why, you know, people always make the stupid jokes. <laughs> you know, in every video, you scroll down the comments on my video, every video is, you know, how do you double the, how do you double the value of a Yugo? Put gas in it. You know, stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. Is it, do you have the same issue when I drive around, like, super nice cars where you pull up to the gas station and you get the person who wants to talk your ear off, like specifically to challengers. This was always an issue of like, Hey, my third nieces twice removed had a challenger or wait, no, it was really more of a Barracuda, but I'm just going to sit here and talk your ear off about muscle cars for the next 20 minutes. Cause I'm 80 and have nothing else to do with my time. Do you get a lot of that have, at gas stations? <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. It's, uh, it's people coming up. My grandmother's ex-husband, <laughs> Who you know, my grandmother's like husband's son, who happened to be in the military, had one, and he bought a Cadillac, and they gave it to him for free, and you know, is that? And the biggest question I get is that is that a three cylinder? That is that the three cylinder? You go never put a three cylinder in a car. Um, it, it's a uh, everyone thinks they did, but they didn't. I've done so much research, and I've ne- I've never found a three cylinder Yugo. You know, I'm like, no, you're thinking of the Geo Metro. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's funny to me like that. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm curious. So you're I, based on my wonderful ability to get people's age completely wrong via watching them on videos. I'm going to guess you're around late 20s, early 30s. All right. I'm. Okay, um, I don't know if that was insulting or not. So you're 21, you are driving around a Yugo, and you have friends, peers, people who are <laughs> like when people think millennial, they think that age of person. What does what do they like to the non car related people in your life? Like what do they think of that? They they don't understand my choice of cars. Um, they they don't. They're like that damn hipster, you know, or like that damn millennial, you know, like driving around in his quirky car and 
the, the loud Jeep and, you know, like in my, my, my truck has a black hood. And so I look like a, you know, a redneck, ghetto, hipster, millennial. Just throw all the labels on there, you know? Yeah. I mean, they expect you to be like getting out of the car with the fidget spinner and all that. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I should make a video on that. Jump out of the car with some fidget spinners, you know, <laughs> just the I, I, hot that, glue gun fidget be, spinners to the wheels. That's what you should do. Like it's little spinners, like fidget spinner spinners. Yeah. <laughs> duct tape to the duct tape on there. That, that would go great. Yeah. Uh, I take no responsibility for the damage that will cause to that poor car. I can't imagine how badly that will throw off. The weight of those wheels. Um, <laughs> I, I imagine, I, I don't know, so when you, it's just crazy to me. So you're going out, you know, on the town for an evening. Do you bring the Yugo with you or do you, like, take the Passat with you? Like, what are you taking out when you're, because you're a young man, you are going to go out on the town and have yourself maybe a beverage or two before, you know, going somewhere if you're going out you know kind of show off do you take the yugo so um it, it depends on where i'm going if i'm driving anywhere on the interstate i either take my truck or take my or take the passat um and if, if it's up to me i take my truck because i love my truck that is that was my first car near and dear to my heart i love my truck um but if i'm going somewhere like you know within 20 miles of my house i'll you know not not interstate i'll i'll take the yugo because it just gets so much attention um and hell i'll you know I'll, I'll even take the jeep out it's not registered or road legal but you know it's I'm, georgia there's, Who cares? there's no date i didn't put a date on the bill of sale so as far as the as far as the cops are concerned i bought it yesterday allegedly allegedly you bought it yesterday and or hey. wait, yeah yeah exactly let, let, let them come after me what are they going to do <laughs> find me yeah, uh, yeah, because no one's ever read it anything they said on the internet. That's for sure. Um, yeah, never, never. So, I'm just curious. So, do you, when you're out with your like peer group, you know, people of your age, do they think it's cool, or do they think it's like, what the hell are you driving it for? Again, it's, it's it depends on the people I'm with. If I'm with my friends, um, it. They, they love it, you know, because I'm, they're all car people, and they love it, and they're, they're like me, they're weird, and, you know, like different stuff, but if I'm with, like, if I'm going out, and it's, like, my fiance's group, I, I, I don't even mention it, because I, I just get so many, like, looks, like, you know, I'll say, I drive a Yugo, and they'll be, first off, is, what's a Yugo, and I show them a Yugo, and they're like, that's a piece of shit, <laughs> like, that's, like, well, why do you drive that? Like, look at my Lexus. I'm like, I don't want to drive a glorified Toyota. Yeah. Yeah. Where was your car built? Japan. Pfft. All the cars were built in Japan. My car was built in Yugoslavia. Come on now. That's my, not my even car, a country. My car was built in Yugoslavia by school children. Come on. <laughs> let's get on yeah. my level. So your car, I'm doing some quick math here. Your car was, not only did the company no longer exist, uh, when you were born, but the country in which it was made no longer existed when you were born. That that's I, that, yeah. I, I, that sounds accurate because it's um my, my YouTube demographics uh, for my very small the very very small view base I have is um it's like thirty to forty five percent 
Serbian. Yeah, that, that, like that makes sense. And um, Bosnians, Macedonia, Croatia. Um, all, all, all the former Yugoslavian countries love it. And, you know, they're like, they're like why did you pay a 1000 for it? They're, you know, you can get one for 200 whatever money they use. They're like, I'm like, all right, so they they imported them um, into the U.S. And one, we got the really shit version of the Yugo. And two, there's only about in between a 500 to a 1,000 left in the country, my best estimate. So they're a lot more rare here than they are there. Um, but on the good good part, I have made a lot of contact saying, you know, that they'll send me over some parts. So Yeah, it's... Um... I guess if you really need desperately need a park, getting it shipped in from like Bosnia Herzegovina or like um, uh, any of the former Yugoslavian countries would be absolutely, you know, kind of the last straw. But if you have to, you have to. I'm trying to so um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out when Yugoslavia actually fell as a country. So um, it looks like um, right around uh, 91, 92. So, yeah, um, that's probably just before you were born, if my math is doing right. I, yeah. 95. Yeah. 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 So Yugoslavia no longer existed as a country and the company no longer existed. That's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, well, no, I I think the company did exist because if I'm, if the YouTube commenters are right, um, when they give me so much hate about my, about my incorrect (laughs) facts, um, they, the Yugo was produced into the 2000s, but huh. not sold in America. That's a good um, point. Yeah, I think you're right, because I know the plant was just bought, so it's probably right. So, well, at least the country didn't exist. So I, I just had a thought of, like, that would be like someone today. Um, ooh, it would be the basically the equivalent of someone, like, who was born three years ago when they get of driving age buying a Saab. Like that's basically yeah. that's crazy to me. Like, yeah, but there's a lot more sobs, and sobs actually have a little better reputation. <laughs> um, and they they produced them up until November 11th, 2008. Yeah. So, oh, oh the Yugo or the Saab? Yugo. Mm. That they might have basically lasted as long as Saab because I don't know when Saab shut down, but it was around that time. That's crazy. This is nutty. I'm learning way too much about Yugos at the moment, which I never thought I would say. Um, I, I know. It, it, uh, I never thought I, I would know so much about them, but um, owning one tends to happen. You know, that tends to happen to you. People people just throw these facts at you. You know, they're like, ooh, Yugo, I know something about that. And I, so I, I know that, you know, the, the car has, was made with 43 horsepower, even though they made one with the 1.3 liter engine that had 55 horsepower, but that was called the the um, Zestava 45 or um, Zestava 55, and it's it, there's a lot um, to be debated about the horsepower that the Yugo creates because every every um, source says it's different. <laughs> of course, because it would make too much sense if it was all the same. So I know. So, what's the biggest difference in between the two Yugos you have? Um, they're basically the exact same. Um, like, I mean, dead, 
dead. Every bolt is sim is the exact same because I've had them side by side whilst taking one apart. Um, the only thing I can figure is the '86. The um, door panels were snapped in place, and the '88 had bolts. Mm. That's the only difference I found. See, that's crazy because when I like think Hugo, I think like way different from like car to car. But I guess they were built so cheaply. Because they were literally just stamped out of metal, and like almost no human ever touched it. So yeah, and uh, I, I mean, that, so there, there's a there's legend surrounding the factory that, um, you know, they, they would let school children, they would let air quotes, school children come in as field field trips, air quotes, and um, put together cars, and then they would send them out, like they let the class put together a car and then send that car out of production. That's why there's stories like just transmissions just falling out and just engines just exploding and you know just everything going wrong but mine has been dead solid for a year yeah. which may be the longest reliable ownership of a yugo um which is crazy well and two the other thing is this is a car from the 80s you're driving it around now you know 30 something years later and it's it's held together, it works, it runs, and it kind of proves the point that unless the thing just rusts into oblivion, it's perfect, cheap, and efficient transportation. You know, that's... Yeah, it's, um, it's, if, if you can deal with going 55 on the interstate with semis flying past you, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect, except for, exactly. So, um, I mean, it wasn't built for here either, and it was... It was crazy that they ever sold it here, in a way, but I'm really glad they did. Well, it, it was sold here. I'll give you a little bit more history. Um, by Malcolm Malcolm Bricklin. And do you, do you know who that is? He invented, well, he had his own line of Bricklin cars, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. But he, he, he brought in, he's the same guy responsible for Subaru. Ah. He brought, he brought Subarus to America. Mm -hmm. um, he's known as a serial entrepreneur. And Yugos were like one of his biggest failures, other than the Bricklin lineup car. Yeah. Well, arguments could still be made over Subaru because those cars don't deserve to be in this country. Terrible cars, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he knew quirky because Subaru was quirky back in the day. I mean, they still are to some extent, but now it kind of feels forced quirky to me. Yes. Uh, um, like, I, I actually just tweeted today how I really want a Subaru brat. Yes. Like that. That, that's one of my one of my dream cars with the seats with the, like the seats in the bed it's just such a cool car you, you talked a bit about this in one of your recent videos uh, you went from farm tech to juggler yes um, for, for being only 21 I have a very um, broad range of skills and a very long list of employment history. Um, really, though, so, farm tech, like pharmacist I, to juggle. I'm a, I'm a certified <laughs> pharmacist technician. Went through the course, went through tests, went through the certification, got a job, did it for a week, and quit. Um, and then I was a juggler at the Renaissance Festival. Um, yes, you got to see this body wear tight. It was glorious. <laughs> I I'm just more. I think that's the only time in human history, like, someone went from pharmacy technician to juggler voluntarily. And then, 
Yeah. And then there's um, I was also a master finisher, a cabinet builder, a um, car salesman, photographer, wedding photographer, um, waiter. I, like I said, I, I have a very long list of um, jobs. Yeah, I mean it's it's impressive, and I think that kind of goes to the point because you're putting together this uh, travel trailer and. It's fascinating to watch that because it's it's not your typical car building thing, but it's fun to watch because it's you have to lay down floor, you got to put in shelving, you're talking about how you're going to put everything together, and it's automotive related, so you have my attention, and it's it's interesting because you get to see kind of like another thought side of like comfort and I mean basically a travel trailer is nothing but cabinet building as far as I can really tell, right? Yeah, I mean it's so. Well, when I got it, it was um, completely just disgusting, rat-infested, and so I, I, I ripped the whole thing out, and I went to repair a frame, I sealed the entire thing, um, every seam, every rivet I sealed, redid plumbing, redid electrical, you know, all this by myself, um, and I'm now to the point of I laid the subfloor, and I'm putting in painting it and then putting in the second layer of subflooring and then the laminate flooring and then all the fixtures and I should be about done and I'm about to start making more videos of that because I ju we just put in a um, an offer on a or an application for a house and it has a place to park it so it's not in a storage place so I can't um, right now I can't work on it oh. yeah need the bigger workshop so you can work on all the uh... <laughs> Yes, All it the has, like, yeah. it's a two-car garage, but I can fit the Yugo, two Yugos and the Jeep back-to-back -back on, on one spot. It's a glorious garage. Can is can you the neighbors see you from their driveway? Um, no. Okay, so you're not going to have this. This was my reaction. So, um, we moved in up here, and my wife drove up her Ford Fiesta at the time, and then I drove up. Um, our V70R wagon, and the neighbors, they seem to kind of get both of those cars. There's no eyes batted or whatever. But then I drove my Volvo V70 uh, station wagon with the catless straight pipe, no exhaust on it, in, and all the neighbors, and it's ratty as hell if you haven't seen it. And the neighbors, I got the look of like, please don't park that piece of shit outside. And I did, and I don't think they liked me for it. But... One See, right right now, I'm at my parents' house, and I have the Yugo parked outside my parents' house. It's a very straight-laced HOA community, and man, they don't like that car. No one in the neighborhood likes the car. <laughs> but it's a Yugo. I mean, you can't, you can't not like a Yugo. I mean, you have to have basically like a heart of stone to not really like a Yugo. I mean, I know what you're that's, saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why I think people, like people who don't understand this need of the quirky cars, of the, you know, it, it's you're basically you're doing the Lord's work. You rescued that car. You saved it from the crusher. Like that that car exists now because you saved it and are cannibalizing another car. But that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> it cancels out. You know exactly. It, that, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's. I mean. 
Are the seats comfortable? I can't imagine the seats are comfortable. I I keep I hate keep coming back to the usual, but it's just I need to know more. Like it, it's it's more comfortable than the Passat. Left come less comfortable than the truck. Um, and at six three, I can fit in it. So because I'm six three, two hundred fifty pounds, I'm a big guy. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm comfortable in it. So <laughs> I mean, take that how you will. That's impressive, but you know. Those Eastern Europeans, when they drive around, they have like all those layers of clothing on and those giant hats. So I get it. I get how that kind of makes sense in a weird, messed up logic. So. Yeah, but but then you get two people in it, like when Tavares and I and Doug and I were in it. It gets really tight, really fast. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing I want to know. So you say your friends all love it. How many people are actually willing to drive with you in the Yugo? Um, like how many people are willing to drive with me? Yeah, so they're all willing to drive with me. Generally, um, they're not willing to get on the interstate, or you know, and they get really nervous. Like when I'm like going down hills, and I'll I'll hit like my, to my estimates because the speedo doesn't work. Um, I, I was using snap the Snapchat filter instead of the speed. I, I hit seventy, in, so um, they get really nervous. But they're, they're most of them are willing to drive in it. Uh, that's that's good. I mean, so kind of changing gears here. So the Yugo, good car. Um, truck, good car. And I think the truck kind of like warped your opinion on cars because I'm watching your video on the Passat you recently got. And you're like, this car only has like a hundred and some thousand miles on it and it's already falling apart. Your truck has like 300,000 miles on it. Like, that's awesome and kind of crazy. How many of those miles did you put on it yourself? So I, I got the car at about 150. Um, it was it was my dad's car. He it was his work car. Um, the transmission went out about 150, and we put it in it. And it was given to me at my 15th birthday. Um, so I, I put it in. I put about um, 150. Uh, I just rolled over to 314 today. So um, whatever 150, you know, 314 yeah. is. But um, no, I, I I put between the Passat and my truck. I put about. 1500 miles a week on my car you know combined yeah which that that's a lot <laughs> um it, it, it is it's for work though yeah you know i write yeah. them off yeah i i get that and i drive a lot too so i totally understand but the passat you're complaining about because it has 150,000 miles on it like did no one ever explain to you german cars break down after 100,000 miles like Man, it, Thing was the car was free, so well, you know I, I yeah I, I I take it on the chin, but like it always has a timing problem. The transmission has started just going all to shit. Um, you know the the door locks only half the time work, and then there's the windows that you know you'll hit up and they'll go down, and just everything's going bad. Meanwhile, my truck is like. You want to you want to go on a road trip? I got you. Yeah, I mean, but it's a German car. That's what German cars do. It is. They're known for their engineering. So. Yeah, great cars until they hit a hundred thousand miles and then run. For the most part, uh, has always been my experience. So, um, what is kind of well? You know, what? I'm going to ask that a little bit later in our a uh, little more off the cuff cuff thing so um 
Let me see here. If I think I got all the stuff that I wanted to get prepared out of the way. Let me see here. Oh, have you ever crashed a car? Yes. Um, so when I got my truck, it was beautiful, pristine. Um, and if you've seen my videos, the hood is, it was black and now it's rusted. Um, when about a week after, about three weeks after I started driving, got my license when I was 16, I rear-ended the only thing on the road bigger than I was. Hummer. Yep. Um, rear-ended it and like just completely messed the front end up. They wanted to total it, but we we fixed it. Um, it bent the front cross the front crossbar in so far. It kicked the engine. The engine was literally like tilted up. We bent the front crossbar out, and the whole engine plopped back down, and it started right up. <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean. You can't kill, you know, that era of truck you have is, like, when American trucks were still very trucky. So, like, now they're they're much more, like, pretty boy. Like, they don't... They're yeah, not... they're very luxury. Like, um, yeah. new tight. Um, I, I love it. I, I sold them for a little bit, and they're, they're great trucks. It's just, like, the interior is, like, very plush, and I, I don't want to have to wipe my shoes before I get into my truck. Yeah. I, I, it's such a big gulf between like what the vehicle is actually supposed to be used for and like what it actually is used for. Like the pickup truck is definitely getting high up there. So yes, because I mean I, I use my truck for work all the time. Um, I use it for towing. I tow my trailer with it. I tow for work, and there's always stuff in the bed. Like I I, I use my truck how a truck's supposed to be used. You know I'm I'm not I'm not like I'm not afraid to get it dirty and get it dented and it's a truck and it has 314,000 miles and yeah. you, if, if I haven't heard it so far I'm not going to hurt it now it's character building that's what it is so yes we'll go with character yeah so um, this is now the segment of the show where I call um, it the in, well, here's here's a weird generational thing so um, are you familiar with the show inside the actor's studio yes all right so See, that was that was old man Ike. Like, do you youngins know anything about the inside the actor studio? Um, <laughs> did they have the fidget spinners on there and all that? Like the endless Nintendo, it's crazy. Like with the <laughs> pippin in the box. So, um, the we ask a series of questions here because this is obviously the automotive um, podcast of record. So, um, as Freddie Hernandez had to get me to clarify. You know, our opinions change day by day here, but, you know, uh, as car enthusiasts. So this is just as we sit now. This doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all. You're not married to these answers. Um, but just as we sit here today as car enthusiasts. So to give you an idea of what we're talking about, I'll just get right into the first question of what is your favorite car? My favorite car mm -hmm. is the Ugo. It mm -hmm. is my favorite car for a number of reasons. Um, and there's, I, I have favorite cars for different things. Like my favorite practical, practical car is my, is my truck. It is my dream. It, it is my like car that it, it is my favorite practical car. My favorite all around car is the Yugo because it's just weird and quirky and just, it has a special place in my heart. But my favorite say sports car, that's what most people think of, um, is the, um, or, like original, like 2008, 2010, Audi R8 with the manual gearbox. Mm. Um, 
that, that that's like my that's my favorite dream car. So let me let me dial down on this a little bit more. Let's say money is no object for you. You can have a fleet of whatever you want sitting outside. You're going to daily drive the Yugo? Yes. All right. That 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 is the proper proper answer then. So that that that's that's just, you know, kind of who I am. That's, you know, like mm-hmm. I I I'd love to have like a couple of them. Like I I really want to do a swap and put something in the Yugo that, you know, make it like the ultimate sleeper. Um that's coming down the road eventually. But it's just the Yugo itself. It's just such a weird, quirky car, and it embodies me. Mm-hmm. It's it's my favorite car. Got it. Well, that that's wonderful to hear. So then, what is your least favorite car? Oh, probably that, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Um, see, le- I get mad when I see a Nissan Juke. <laughs> I get is it um. When I see, um, let's see, minivans, minivans as a whole, piss me off. <laughs> because, all right, they're good for hauling kids, but so is a Yukon XL, and you can tow a boat. <laughs> True. I, I will so, make the argument in the minivan's sake of um, the Yukon was designed to haul a boat, and then the family came second. Minivan is based around the kids. Also, better gas based mileage. Around, yeah. around but the, generally, the Yukon XL can seat one more. It has more trunk room. And um, now, the, the the era now, it only gets marginally, like, the minivan only gets marginally better gas mileage. So I see no place in the society for the minivan when you can get something that is, you know, that all around is better and can be used for more things. So would you say you hate the minivan or the juke more? Minivan, yeah, minivan. Yeah. You, caught right. me out, you caught me off guard with that question, but minivan, hands down. All right. So what modification trends? So we're talking about, um, you know, your brodozers, your stance, your, uh, yeah, all that stuff. What is the one that you find yourself, like, not necessarily that you want to do it to your own car, but the one that you um, find yourself attracted to? Um, man, I, I told you I'm from the boonies. I, I, I love, I love a good jacked up truck. That's like my trend is a good jacked up, well done truck. Um, you know, they, there's all the people stancing their cars and people, you know, I'm, I'm in Atlanta, you know, they, they got the big, you know, they're donking their cars and I, I love the big jacked up truck. That That's my, that's my thing. <laughs> so same question, opposite way. What is your least favorite one? Um, all right, so it's very specific, um, and it doesn't necessarily, it's an attribute that a couple different car communities have. It's, you know, when you get like the low riders and like the, the tuners and they have the tow bar or the tow hook sticking out the front or rear yeah. for, for no reason, that pisses me off. <laughs> that is... The most specific answer we've gotten on this show, just so you're aware. <laughs> it, hey, it, you asked, I answered. It, it pisses me off. I, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like, I'll go to these car shows and I'll see it and I'll just be like, this is a 2012, you know, 2012, 2015 car. 
you don't need that. <laughs> it's not like you're driving my Yugo and you actually have a chance of breaking down. Mm. You're just doing that. Look, looks like shit. That's mm. just my. So is it even more infuriating when it's like one that's obviously not even hooked up to anything structural? Yes, it's just somebody that wants to look cool. I mean, that being said, my my roll bar on my Jeep is mounted to the wheel well, nothing structural, but you know, <laughs> it, it's so it's terrible. So, um, what car do you dread being stuck behind at a red light? You're, you're approaching the intersection. You have, you know, three lanes to choose from. There's, you know, or two lanes to choose from. And there's. So I, I have three lanes. To, I have three lanes to choose from. I and let's say there's a dump truck in one lane. There's a um, like a Mustang in the other, and then, um, but both of those I would not pick because generally Mustang owners they might just kill you. Dump truck is not going to go anywhere anytime fast. Um, and then the other one that I can't stand is like, like early two thousands, late nineties, like Lincoln Town cars, because you know the person driving that is too old to have a license, and just it, you, I hate being stuck behind people going absurdly slow yeah. on two lane roads, and that's where I live. So <laughs> I'll say Lincoln Town cars. Yeah, I get that. Like Blue Blood and like Lincoln Town Car it makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that. When you can't, when all you see is knuckles on the steering wheel, like, <laughs> yeah. like I'll get there eventually, Sonny. Um, let me see here. What automotive sound or noise do you love? See the automotive sound that I love. Um, I I love the sound of. When you, um, th- this is very oddly specific. Um, when you release a jack, <laughs> the the pss yeah of of the jack going down, and when you turn the um, you go to use a tire iron on a car uh, to get the to break the the lug nut, um, the the sound of the lug nut breaking. Mm. Very both oddly specific, but sounds that are great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like answers that like yeah, I I love the sound of car you know just beautiful car notes, but like the, the sound of a jack. There's something oddly satisfying about that. Mm-hmm. No, I know exactly what you mean, and I agree with you. When you get like the little like and like everything yes. stays where it's supposed to stay. So. Yes, you know it, it's kind of like the like you get the relief of when the car hits the ground. Like all right. Mm-hmm. I did the ti- I, I I put the tire on. We're good. Like it, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I I released the car. This time. it's embarrassing. I released the jack the other day and I forgot to put the tire on. <laughs> so you know the Jeep is just sitting there, like the the back of it's on. You know the rotors on the ground and yeah, and the jack back up and put the wheel back on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that has to be the moment where you look around and like no one saw that, right? All right, we're good. The, the, the jack broke. It, yeah. it wasn't me. Yeah, no, of course not. Like I don't know what happened. That's why you're supposed to use jack stands. That's what they say. So, <laughs> so what automotive sound or noise do you hate? Um, I hate when I'm driving on the interstate and I hear a um, like one like a Kawasaki Ninja or a um, 
just a ricer coming up behind me, you know, like going like a thousand miles an hour and then get pissed off when I don't see him. Um, I hate, I hate the sound of it coming up behind me, like screaming. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see, is there any other sound? Uh, I'm just going off first thing that comes to mind. Um, that that's another uh, good one, a new one. You, you don't have to, you don't have to reinvent the wheel here. You know, we're, we're, we're fine with the first answer. So, yeah, I, I think that, that just like another thing that like makes me physically angry yeah. is when I hear that and I'm like, where's the fucking bike? Like, mm-hmm. you know, cause in Atlanta, they're not supposed to cut lanes. It's illegal to cut the lanes here, mm-hmm. but they do it anyway. Yeah. But, it, it, and you want to be the guy who's looking out for the biker. What I hate is when the one goes zipping by and you turn on your signal to merge and then you realize, oh, there's another jackass doing the same thing right behind you. Like, and then they get pissed at me yeah. for not noticing them going 180 miles an hour down the interstate at rush hour. Yeah. It's like... like like I'm all for looking out for bikers because I'm in the process of buying a bike right now, um, but um, it's that that's just something I can't stand. You know, people. Uh, it's their world. I'm just living in it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's their they they're living their own bubble and what yeah. what can I do? Yeah, and it's funny because you know they're going like, well, that guy wasn't even paying attention. It's like, no, no, you weren't paying attention because you should know. Like, if you're that second guy. No one knows you're there ever, ever, ever. Or especially, I, I've had it before where two bikers will come down on both sides of a lane, and in my little Fiesta, I try and give it to one biker I see, the first one I see, the most amount of room by getting over to the other side of the lane, and then that guy gets pissed at me because I was giving the other guy room. It's like, nobody. I can only pay so much attention. Like, there's only so much situational what awareness. What you have? A 2014. I had a 2014 Fiesta with the five-speed manual in it. Mm-hmm. That was a fun, zippy car. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I that, have I have DST, so it's even funner and even zippier. So, see, I that that was the car my parents got me for college, and then I preferred my truck, so I sold <laughs> it. Um, they're like, "But your truck has two hundred and eighty thousand miles on it." I'm like, "Nah, it, it it'll do good." Yeah. I mean, they're. Great cars. I love my little Fiesta to death, but, you know, I've owned a base Fiesta now with the automatic, which is awful. And then the Fiesta ST is one of the best cars, I think, on the planet right now, to be perfectly honest, especially with the Cobb Stage 1 kit they gave me. Hey, thanks, Cobb. Uh, shout out to Cobb. Go check out Cobb stuff. Um, like, I really got to sell Cobb stuff for them, though. But um, Cobb, Cobb Knob. Cobb Knob is nice. Anyway, lost my train of thought. Oh. I know I was going to ask you. So here's the next question. So we got um, two cars I'm going to give you, and you have to daily drive one of these two cars for the rest of your life, and you're not allowed to change the way it's modified at all. So I'm going to give it to you, and you have to take it and drive it as is. So the first vehicle is a – I will let you even pick, but it's a minivan that has been jacked up. And it's been done absolutely perfectly to be an off-road vehicle. The other car is a Yugo, but it's covered in fake tow hooks. Oh, um, no, I'm, I'm taking the minivan. I'm taking, I'm taking the minivan. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, I, I, 
I can do the minivan with, with a nice lift on it. Um, I can have fun in that. Do you go with the fake tow hooks? I, uh, I, I just couldn't live with myself. <laughs> Would the answer change at all if I gave you the R8, but it was had one fake tow hook? Yeah, I, I drive the R8. Mm, I, I, I just put... Am I allowed to put duct tape over the... Over no. The, no, you no, have to yeah. keep the tow hook. Yep. I, 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 I could deal with the tow hook then. <laughs> All right, so we, we know your limit. It's like, how many tow hooks do we got to put on the R8 before you just don't have it? Like, you would just be yeah. like... Yeah. How many? I, you, you could probably just throw throw a ton on there. I mean, I, I've driven a... The reason I want an R8 too bad is I've driven a couple, and I just love them to death. Um, they're, like, they're just fantastic driving cars you know it's kind of like the computers don't do everything for you like you drive a you know a gtr and like you're driving a camry a really fast camry because it does everything for you yeah um but you with the manual gearbox it's just like you're you're in control mm-hmm. so you could probably throw one 100 on there and I can drive it <laughs> It's just rattling around on the hood. <laughs> It'd be awful. I think that might get you. Um, all right. So then what is your automotive pet peeve? Automotive pet peeve. Um, my automotive pet peeve is don't hate on other people's cars. Mm-hmm. Because even if it's not your style, you got to respect what other people – you got to respect what other people are doing. You know, it's I my, my style is not you know the ricers and the imports and you know that whole scene, but I respect it. I respect the time and the effort put into it. I respect the love for the car. Mm-hmm. You know, just like people don't respect you know like they don't like the jacked up truck, but you got to respect that it the time and the effort that went into it. Yeah, the biggest pet peeve is people hating on other car cultures when in reality we're just one big culture with different little factions yeah as the um team clear code podcast puts it like just be donk friendly just be willing to embrace the other guy's weird thing like because at the end of the day like what we should really be all about is loving loving our cars and loving each other you know yeah just just loving each other peace love happiness you know us so I'll go get some pot and we'll smoke it together. We're good. <laughs> so uh, I have a question to wrap up here, and it, I think is the most important question um, that can be asked on any automotive podcast. Um, it was in our prepared section, so I hope you prepared for this. Um, really, it might be the most important question ever asked of anyone on any podcast or really in the history of time. So I hope you're prepared for this. What is... The hardest food to eat while driving? Hands down, a burrito or a, um, a taco from Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's that's a good go-to. That's that's where a lot of people go to. So. And then, I mean, if, if you want to get a little bit more in-depth, um, I, I um, went to – I don't know if you saw it on Twitter the other day, but I posted a picture – no, I tweeted to you the picture of the um, Bojangles box. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I went. We had never been to Bojangles. We were on the, our way out of Charlotte, so we stopped by and said, 
right, we'll get the $20 fill-up thing. <laughs> the box was the size of the car. <laughs> I, so that it, it might, may not just be eating it is difficult, but the whole process of getting it out and getting the half gallon of sweet tea and pouring it into a cup and, you know, eating the fried chicken and the mashed potatoes and mixing the gravy – that was pretty difficult as well. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think your fried chicken one's a little better because I don't think there's really much of a way to eat that without getting your car all greasy, which then makes yeah. driving a bit of a hazardous going, too. See, I, I, I just drive with my knee all the time, so we're good there. Yeah. yeah I'm with you, you on know, that. So that. That's my taco driving thing because I, I can drive a manual car and eat a Taco Bell taco and have no mess. So this, well, this, do you do you put do you put sauce on every bite or do you pre-put sauce? Oh, I'm a I, I'm more of a like you know, um, if if I think the best euphemism is like you know, I Superman that hoe. I just put it all over, and then you know eat it. I'm I'm not the sort of person who's got to have like individual little shots. Like yeah, I I, I put I put it on every bite because a Taco Bell taco is not edible without <laughs> a substantial. And a substantial amount of sauce. It's not. It's not edible. All right, let, um, let me let me teach you my technique here. You, you get the Taco Bell taco. You put it in your lap. <laughs> I take no responsibility. <laughs> Hold on. I think I got to disclaimer here. I take no responsibility for anyone to uh, who crashes. This is for off road use only. Um, anyway, so you take the Taco Bell taco. You put it in your lap. You kind of like fold open. Are you talking hard shell or soft shell? This is an important distinction here. Always hard shell. That's that's the way to go. All right, all right, yeah. So you take the hard shell taco, and you kind of like again to get to our little like sexual metaphor here. You kind of like stick your fingers in and like spread it open a bit, and then you take yep. multiple um, you know wrappers of like the uh, sauce. I typically take three or four, and you kind of just rip them open again, like you're ripping open a whole bunch of condoms, and you just rip that thing open, and then you just like j- I can't think of a better like word for this, but jizz that shit. All over the inside until it's oozing out, like yeah. And see, and I th- th- that's a good way. But then by the end of it, it's getting soggy. That's why I do the individual shot. How long does it um, take you to eat a taco? <laughs> it, be it not not too long. I usually inhale it, but I don't, I don't like things to be soggy. That's mm. like one of my that's one of my food pet peeves. Like I, I can sit here and talk food all day. Like <laughs> I, I keep going back to my Twitter, but. If if you even looked at my Twitter and that uh, I I eat out like in the last like forty forty eight hours like you know my I'd say like ninety five percent of my meals have been eating out. Yeah, I would say shame on you, but I'm pretty much in the same boat. So uh, it, it's it's like I I can talk I, I I've actually thought about creating a YouTube channel solely dedicated to burgers because I I am I eat so many burgers. I, I've thought about it, but I, I don't have the time for it between, you know, running a business and trying to get three three videos out a week. Mm. Well, just add that to the no, burger. Can, can, have you ever cooked a burger on your Yugo? No, um, I, I, I don't think the engine gets hot enough for that. <laughs> well, sir, I think there's only one way to find out. I'm just saying. Like, can you cook a burger on a Yugo? Uh, that's a good yeah, baby you know, title. I, yeah. I, I can try to fries as well you know mm-hmm. um it, it, it could work it could work i'll, I'll give you that mm-hmm. does a yugo have a catalytic converter 
Um, it did, but I we cut it out when I got the new exhaust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you mean it rotted out because you would never tamper with environmental protection stuff. That's yeah. yeah. The, the, the Yugo no longer um, in Georgia. The oldest car that is required to get emissions is ninety one. Um, so, as an eighty six Yugo, there is no law saying that the catalytic converter is necessary to be on it. So if it had a cat, you could probably get it hot enough to cook some... I don't know. I'm curious about this now. Because... Hmm. And, added benefit, you can... Um, it'll make your Yugo smell like hamburgers. I'll, I'll tell you what. If you're ever driving through Atlanta, you got an open invitation. We will have a cookout on my Yugo. And it... <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I make some good, I make some really good burgers, you know, cheese in the middle, fried egg on top. We got this. All right, cool. And you can explain to me what Pokemans is while I'm at it. So, did... um, yeah, you know, my, my, my memory from like third grade will, will do good. <laughs> so, uh, Austin, oh, and there's, there's a new follow-up question. Um, do you have a hardest makeup to apply while driving? Um. Let's see. For me, no, but getting food out of my beard while driving is about impossible. Mm. That is <laughs> that is a good point. I think that I think that's a good place to end this. Um, I think that summarizes the show pretty perfectly. I, that should be the tagline: "Getting food out of my beard while driving is <laughs> next to impossible." Uh, so, Austin, um, you're a great guy. You got a great YouTube channel. So, you know, people can find it if they go to YouTube and search for. Uh, Austin's Garage. Yep, Austin's Garage. Um, it should be YouTube, you know, dot com forward slash Austin's Garage. Um, just, just Google it. Find me on Twitter. You know, I'm, I'm always online. Like you said, I'm a millennial. Mm -hmm. That's where that's where I belong. Mm -hmm. um, What's sad is I'm technically yeah. a millennial too, so I, I'm making fun of my own kind. Um, yeah. So, what is the uh, um, Twitter account that they should go follow? Um, I believe it's at Cars and Cigars YT. And then, do you have any of the other social media for the? Uh, um, uh, I think I have an I think I have an Instagram, but I don't even think it's downloaded on my phone. So, um, mm -hmm. just the Twitter and the YouTube page. Right. Um, maybe after I get a little bit bigger, I may make a Facebook. But right now, I'm at you know, I'm at about a thousand subscribers, so it's, it's not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully we can help boost that number up for you because it is, you do some great videos and people need to check them out. So, Austin, thanks so much for joining me this evening. I'm going to say goodbye to you off air. Um, everyone who's listening, I'll be right back. Austin, any closing words? Thank you all for having me, and, you know, I, I had a good time. All right, excellent. And we'll be right back then. All right, thanks, everyone, so much for joining me this evening. I hope you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed having Austin on. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Untitled Car Show. Uh, you can follow our West Coast correspondent, Ryan West, at Ryanator122. And he's also in charge of the Instagram now, but I don't know what's going on over there. Ryan, get to work. Uh, <laughs> this is what I do is I yell at people through podcasting. So... Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. Uh, make sure to go check out trackmonkeyapparel.com. The great guys and gals over there 
They put together a fantastic product. They were the ones in charge of doing the pre-order for the a title car show shirts, but they put out a great product each and every month. They got all sorts of wonderful designs. Go check them out. See what they're up to. Um, yeah, and just really support the people who support this show. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. Have a good night. Have a good evening. Wherever you are, whatever time it is there, you know, thanks so much for listening. And please, please be safe out there, everyone. <laughs>